everyone, welcome to another episode of Lorebeards. We probably should have taken this Sunday off after doing the episode with Andy on Friday, but we're stupid, so here we are. <laughs> I hope you're all doing well. We have a couple of really exciting things to talk about today. Um, it's definitely not going to be our busiest episode. Uh, we are, I think me and Nathan are both kind of worn down uh, with Total War Warhammer 3's release literally a few days away. And uh, we had the big interview with uh, Andy Hall. That was a ton of fun. And we hope you all really, really enjoyed it and got to learn a lot of really cool information about the game. In any event, uh, Nathan, how have you have you been in the last three days? <laughs> tired. Very tired. So much to do before release and <coughs> just so much to do in general. But uh, overall, good. Overall, good. Just, uh, just focusing on my addiction to coffee more than anything. How about you? Uh... I am doing okay. Yesterday was yesterday was rough. I had a rough day yesterday. Mm. Um, I was supposed to play in that tournament. And I just, I just, I was, I was fighting a losing battle yesterday. But yeah. today has been going much better. So I, I am sad I didn't play in yesterday's tournament. But I am looking forward to the multiplayer coming out. Uh, I intend on uh, doing some multiplayer streams and trying to play it as much as I can. Um, should be a lot of fun. But yeah. uh, but today's going better. And uh, right. last night, very late, when I did finally get up, I did go out with my friends and finish celebrating my birthday, which was lovely. Nice. Um, so had a great time, and I actually got to eat some, like, exciting food. Um, my ulcer was a little upset, but, like, compared to... Because I've just finished my first month of treatment. So uh, prior to that, um, if I tried to have eaten nachos, which is what I had, I would have been... It would have been bad. <laughs> but last night, it was there was a little spiciness, but... Uh, as far as my ulcer was concerned, but uh, it was not nearly uh, awful, which was great. Cool. Um, we watched a horror film and had a good time. It was great. Nice. In any event, there is so much to do today. There's so much to do today. But let's go ahead and get started with Tale of Two Gamers. So me and Nathan have something to confess, uh, which is that due to various circumstances, uh, we were not able to finish a hero model for today. Um, but we're both very close. <laughs> so we're going to give ourselves a week extension. And we're both going to blame Andy Hall for it since he's not here to defend himself. And uh, uh, but we did both put some minis available for us to look at. But without any further ado, let's check out the Twitter page. Also, hallelujah, I'm out of Twitter jail. Finally, <laughs> I'm free. <laughs> free at last, my God. All right, so first mini up is mine. Uh, I did not paint this, but it is a mini in my collection that I'm very proud of, and I like to show it off at any opportunity, so I decided to post it for today. Uh, this is my full-form, fully evolved um, form of Tehenuin as an engine on his Engine of the Gods mount that was painted by Palooka Paints, who you can follow on Twitch, and if you haven't, you are a fool and should be following him on Twitch, because as you can see, he is an incredibly gifted painter. Um, yeah, it's um, a gorgeous model. It's got a whole bunch of kit bashing. Um, it's got the, the snake creatures that are, uh, winding around to arms and in front of them are from the, uh, chaos war cry set. The serpent's fangs, I think they're called or splintered fangs, yeah. splintered fang tribe. And then, uh, most of the models, uh, design of course is from the, uh, angel of the gods kit. Uh, I've also got the snake, uh, things from the, uh, Bastilodon. And then the snake swarms you see along the ground are also from the Splintered Fang kit. Uh, and there's also a couple of other serpents scattered around uh, from the uh, Colwyn Rider set. 
and it's uh, it's a glorious model. It really is. Very, very cool, really. Next up, we've got Hawk Oddly coming in with a Gracier of the Horned Rat. And uh, says that he's trying a little bit of OSL, which OSL, for anyone that's not aware of kind of like painting words, it's basically like creating lighting effects. So as you can see here, um, with like his, uh, there's a little bit of like lighting effects going on, like the horns and like from the little orb he's holding and stuff. The Hawk, you're making some great progress, my dude. Very, very nice. It is all coming along super, super nicely. Uh, These, I... uh, uh, is this the is this resin, right? This is a uh, th this would be forge uh, fine cast, isn't it? I don't know. Uh, if he's in chat, he might know. I mean, this is the this is the Gracier from the. Oh, what kid is this guy from? Might be Forge World. I'm not sure. Um, hmm. But he's uh, single, I think. This is a single mini. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. The the cloaks looks like. No, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Uh, the cloak keeps throwing me off because it makes me think of the one on the great the the screaming bell. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, Hanchi. Yeah, it's not the one from the bell. So yeah, maybe this is the fine cast one. In which case, like, oh man, even bigger. Working with resin is always a pain. But uh, Hawk Oddly, if you're watching, great job, my dude. I would uh, recommend uh, maybe checking out some washes to really add like another uh, level of flair to the mini. Um, like they're super easy to use. Just checking out like, uh, you know, getting ones that are similar, especially for like the robes, getting like a maybe a Drucci Violet. Is that I think that's the color um, of uh, it can just add a lot of really cool depth, especially in those little like uh, folds in the rope. Oh, oh, this is interesting. Uh, it's no longer resin. It's plastic. Oh, yeah, it, uh, yeah. Hawk is in chat. It's a plastic single. It's a blister. Uh, I guess it's a blister, I would assume. But it's a, yeah, it's a plastic mini. It's great. Nice. All right. Next up, we've got Nathan. So uh, as people know, I'm working on uh, doing battle reports again. And people were asking me to play as Tomb Kings because uh, for the first one, because, you know, it's the worst army in eighth. Uh, so I'm showing off about a third of my total Tomb Kings. I've been repainting, fixing, and so on. I've had a friend help me up with some fixing, too. Uh, what you're seeing is, yeah, about a third. So two chariots at the moment, about uh, 17 horses. Uh, I've got a um, catapult at the background, bone giant, a bunch of skeletal warriors mixed up between swords, uh, sword and board, bows, uh, spears. You've got some characters over there, some lich priests, a necrotect, uh, and so on, and... The casket, oh, yeah, of soul, casket of Souls makes me happy. Yeah, I, I, I really like them. I like the mini. Like, it's uh, it's not the best picture, because I've just literally taken it now in a panic. But uh, <laughs> I've I, I realized I need a bigger one of these um, of these display cases, the ones from Ikea, because, like, that's a third of my Tomb Kings. I, I have a lot more to finish, and, like, the chariots take a lot of space. I didn't realize they were that big. And that's only two chariots when I have, like, I think I have, like, 24? Beautiful. <laughs> hey, like, is it, it's not a Tomb King army unless you have an obsessive amount of chariots. Oh, yeah. Like, I've got, uh, it's a bit of a mix, because I actually have uh, one, which is the standard army book color, the uh, light blue and gold. Uh, you can see a few of them with the uh, purple cloth, because I was actually going to have one specifically tailored for Ark in the Black. And then a custom Tomb Kingdom, which is obviously the one with the... Uh, blue uh bows very cool very cool it's looking great man i can't wait to see the full army 
Thank you. It's gonna. It's it's been a it's been a hassle. <laughs> Next up, Danavir coming in with Yadrasta, the Celestial Spear, and oh god, I love this mini. Oh, I love this mini, and I love this paint job. It's very cool. Oh man, the yeah, the robe turned out super nice. So did the feathers. The feathers look abs and the armor. I mean, everything on this looks really good. So does the stone. My stone does not look that good, and it makes me sad. Um, but how'd you get a white cloak so clean? I don't know. He used some sort of black magic. Cause that is that is like super clean. That is that is beautiful. It's it's funny that white is like genuinely the most terrifying color <laughs> when painting minis. It looks fantastic. Like you did, a, you did a great job with all the model. Love the basing. Love the colors. The wings turned out really nice. There's actually a pretty solid gradient uh, between the wings from the that are kind of uh, near like the 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 bone leading all the way out. Indrasa is a great model. She is an absolutely fantastic model. Good rules too. Thank yeah, you, Danavir. All right, next up we've got Hanchi. And Hanchi has sent us, uh, oh god, I forget what her name is, Hel Holga Halfhorn, I think? Lobenhorn. Uh, but this is a mini he actually won in a giveaway from me. Uh, and so it was a, a limited edition mini that was released in a number of stores across the world. And uh, I got it when I went down to the big tournament in Austin. And uh, I did a giveaway for it, and he won it, and he's painting it up, and it looks amazing. Oh, there it is. Holga Clovenhorn. There we go. Holga, not Helga. And he did a spectacular job. Yeah, she's go, very dude. cool. Yeah, I love, it's a great mini. Man, he did a really, really good job, especially in the armor. Like, the lines are super clean. Mm. Boots look really good, too. He's got good highlights. Mm -hmm. Very nice highlights. Great job, dude. Glad to see it's uh it is in happy hands and getting painted. Roman the Accused coming at us with a Commander Nomura and the Crimson Leveler. Damn. Guys, uh, I, I love uh Farsight stuff is just really, really cool. I refuse to believe this was painted. This was clearly bought out of a toy box and assembled. I do not believe in any way, shape, or form that this was painted. <laughs> Lies. Lies and slander. It is very, very clean. That is, that is... The only reason I can tell it's actually painted is because, like, on the second image, I could see some of the highlighting on one of the rims. But, like, damn. Oh, look at the character! Oh, I love that color scheme. That, like, maroon red with gray... That's a good looking mini. Damn. You should be super proud of that. I mean, Rowan, I mean, every time Rowan posts, this shit is gorgeous, but like, goddamn, son. All layers of corn red, all super thin down. Holy crap. Yeah, it looks great. It looks upsettingly great. I hate Rowan. What's all this <laughs> crap that I gotta look at? It's so good. Uh, and then. Okay, I think we're still going. Yeah, uh, Florian Naritio, Naritio, sorry, sending in his Lord of Afflictions, and he painted he painted his Rotfly as a wasp because you That's know a Rotfly wasn't bad enough. <laughs> he had to make it a wasp. <laughs> oh, that is that's a really good Nurgle color scheme. The wasp, 
Like, yeah, it fits pretty well. Oh, I don't like it. It's like, like in a good way. I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, man, he's getting such good work out of those contrast paints too. They look super duper good on the the bug monster, the rot fly. Uh, I don't know. I don't know this guy's rules off the top of my head, but I, I imagine he's hopefully he's decent in the new book because uh, Nurgle did just get a new army book uh, about a month a month ago, a month and a half ago, uh, maybe two months. But um, seems to be doing well for him. But looks great, man. Looks absolutely fantastic. Metallics look great. The rust effect on the scythe looks really, really good. Really good, actually. Um, yeah, looks great. Very nice. Mm -hmm. And then Jay Phoenix sending in Commissar Yarrick. The man himself. I love Yarrick. He's such a cool mini. Oh, with some, uh, with some Steel Legion, too. Nice. Oh yeah, he's got yeah. Uh I love his goofy ass power claw. That thing is so it, silly. He's uh quite the interesting character, honestly. I I'm a big fan of Yarek. I think he's really fucking cool. That's great. I, I, Steel Legion is one of the it's one of the things that I, I just get really pissed off because obviously we're dealing with uh oh just Cadians, 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 and then you've got really cool miniatures like this, you know? I wish we had more Steel Legion stuff. <laughs> Someone chats like, ah, yes, the best orc. <laughs> he is, he is. <laughs> it looks He's great, got man. war energy. He's got war energy. He can do damage. It's a, he, it, it's a great mini. Like, mm. it's, it's definitely an older mini, but it's held up super duper well. Mm. Awesome, awesome. Uh, okay, and then February 7th, I believe... We got one more here from... Yeah, from Hawkeye. We got a Fleet Master. I love this mini. Those sea dragon cloaks are so badass. Yeah. I wish I had one. I always find it hilarious they have a peg leg. Like, I know he's a pirate, but like a, an elf with a peg leg is just silly to me. <laughs> but I love the sea dragon cloaks. Sea dragon cloaks are so kick-ass. Ah, they're great. They're lovely. Yeah. I love it. It's great. Beautiful. Wonderful. Anything to do with like the Corsairs and stuff, they look cool, but I, I just can't. If I bring him, I have to bring Corsairs, and then ranking up Corsairs is like wanting to cry and die and, you know, the usual bullshit, because the moment you rank up more than five, they blow up. Ugh. Yep, yep, Great. yep. And I know, uh, I know some people uh, down in chat saying they posted some minis on the Discord. Uh, duly noted, uh, we will get those next week, because I have, yeah. to, I have to put them somewhere special. Yeah. Um, all right. So that is it for Tale of Two Gamers. Uh, me and Nathan will be finishing a character for next week. We hope. Um, uh, <laughs> though for those who actually did their jobs, unlike us, uh, let's go ahead and switch the theme for our listeners. Uh, what What do you think the name the next theme should be, Nathan? Something magical, I guess. Something magical or psychery or yeah. So a psyker, a wizard, a magical creature, an elemental, something that uses magic. That's your theme. And you'll and you'll have like a month. You get a month. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll be due in uh, it'll be due in March. It, it, it's been um, it's been very difficult for us to ca catch up because of all the. Like after Warhammer free releases, we're, we're we're likely going to go to hibernation for like a day or two. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> probably more like probably more like a week or two, and just come out for very brief things. Yeah, 
Um, all right. Uh, I would actually like to take this moment to actually we'll do it at the end. We'll do it at the end. Um, okay, chat. We need your help. Uh, both chats. So Nathan's gonna mm -hmm. be watching his chat. I'm gonna be watching my chat. We need your help. Mm -hmm. Um, because things have been a little chaotic this week. Uh, we have not gotten a who would win. <laughs> we don't have yeah. a matchup, so we will be taking live requests of a who would win. It could be anybody, as long as it's fantasy characters. Who would win? What? Someone versus someone, and we're both just gonna watch the chat. And if one of us sees something really cool, we're gonna go ah, this versus this sounds cool, and then we'll do that. We're very professional, as you can see. Yep, totally prepared. I didn't forget about it. I've just been busy, okay? Oh, um, what about something Warhammer 3 related? Uh, I'm seeing... There's some cool ones here. Like, there's Katarin versus Meow. Uh, Nagash versus Bellacore might be cool, too. Gork versus Mork. <laughs> I've got a... What do you think about... Oh, we got Rackharth the Beast Lord, or Beastmaster, or Beast Lord, whatever his name is, versus Wolfric the Wanderer. That's kind of interesting. Uh, Zhao Ming versus Balthazar Gelt. Hmm. Grimgore versus Grimgore. Uh, there's quite a lot here. <laughs> Tic-Tac-Toe versus Bellicor. We already know how that ends. <laughs> we already know how that one ends. Tic-Tac-Toe wins every time. It was a big fucking rock, wasn't it? Uh, oh, this might be interesting. Constantine versus um, Volkmar. They're both pretty much the same dude, essentially. I'm down. All right. Kostaltin, the Supreme Patriarch versus Volkmar the Grim, the Grand Theogenist. Okay, I'm down. So, uh, for this matchup, we've got a new character versus a well-established one. So, let's start with the new character because it's easier and there's less to go over. Uh, so, Kostaltin, we know, is uh, the Supreme Patriarch of uh, Kislev's great orthodoxy. He has that position because he is the high priest of Urson, and so Ur the Ursonite cult has the most authority, and that he was able to kind of nab that position. The thing about Kostaltin, um, things that are we need to keep in mind when it comes to his powers, is that Kostaltin is incredibly durable. The dude is insanely tough. And in, from a pure lore standpoint, reading the actual lore blurbs we get as a part of Warhammer 3, he has been dealt wounds that would probably kill a normal man, and he just, he's fine. He just keeps going. Um, basically, his firebrand nature, his hate, kind of, um, his, uh, his fanaticism allows him to just endure agonizing pain, and Urson has granted him healing abilities, because he does actually heal and regenerate when he's close to death. He just kind of keeps going. Um, he has this sort of almost divine healing uh, powering him. Furthermore, uh, he does carry uh, the Burning Brazier, which is this insane, massive beat stick of a mace that he carries 
that, as the name implies, is burning. Um, and the head of the mace is actually like a full church looking thing with like a little bear on it. It's very, it's, it's very ornate, but he uses it to beat people to death. Um, it augments his strength, um, and obviously acts as a focal point for his faith. Uh, as far as the prayers he brings into battle, we know that he unleashes, he can call up, he can literally shout with Urson's roar, which kind of like stirs him up into a fanaticism. Him and his bear, we will give him his bear for this fight. That way he doesn't get run over by the, uh, <laughs> the card. Um, so he's going to have a war bear. Um, he's got his, uh, so he's got the Urson's roar. He has the, uh, he's got the power of Soliac that he's, Soliac's mercy he's able to call upon, which heals him. Uh, he can call upon Tor, which uh, basically adds like light, basically like the, uh, basically it makes his swing so fast and strong. It's like being hit by thunder, you know, hit with a lightning bolt. And then you of course have um, Dawes, which Dawes' power uh, allows him to just, it invigorates him, reinvigorates him with that, all of that glorious power of the sun god and allows him to just keep fighting at his absolute peak throughout the battle. On the, and then on the other side of things, we have the Grand Theogenist himself, Volkmar the Grim, everyone's favorite uh, uh, mustache-twirling bald man, who will be riding into battle uh, on his legendary cart, the War Altar of Sigmar, uh, which was blessed by Magnus the Pious, uh, particularly the statue on the back of it, which allows it to, Volkmar can literally channel divine power through it to summon a damn banishment. <laughs> he can unleash a pretty nasty, powerful uh, light spell that will deal a pretty sig significant amount of damage. Granted, it's much better against kind of like unholy or magical things than it is someone like Kostaltin, but it's still going to hurt. Um, and of course, the, the cart itself is drawn by horses and it's very durable. Volkmar has a number of magic items that make him very, very nasty. Uh, he carries a big hammer in his hands that he uses to beat people and it tends to be on fire. He also has the Staff of Command, uh, which is a, a sign of his office. Uh, is it Staff of Command? I think that's right. Um, uh, and it also greatly augments his strength. Uh, Volkmar is, of course, uh, an older man. I believe he's in his 60s, if I remember right. And the Staff of Command basically allows him to swing with all of the might that he held in his youth as a warrior priest. So despite the fact he's a little on the older side, he still hits like a truck. Then, of course, uh, he has the Jade Griffin, which the Jade Griffin is a marvelous device on his chest that grants him regeneration. Um, it makes him regenerate uh, very, very well. Uh, however, it does grant him true regeneration, which means that uh, Volkmar is sensitive to fire coming from enemies, uh, if memory serves. And then we have, of course, his own prayers that he brings into battle. Uh, Volkmar is able to call upon a shield of faith, which literally will turn aside enemies' blows and block them as if there was a wall there. Um, if he calls upon it at the right time and, you know, protects, protects him with divine power, he's able to call upon the wrath of Sigmar to uh, the hammer of Sigmar to lend might to his own blows. And he can call upon, um, the last prayer that my brain is struggling with that makes it rain fire everywhere. Uh, it literally costs a, a, a swath of divine fire to rain down from above and scorch his enemies. 
stupid book. You'd think everything would be in the right place, right? Mm. <laughs> so, Grand Soulfire, thank you. So, that is our matchup. The way I see it standing, here's the situation. Volkmar does have superior strength, thanks to the Staff of Command. It makes him very, very strong. You know, it makes him kind of the height of his strength back when he was a big warrior priest. Uh, he also, um, they both are very good at healing. Granted, Volkmar's only source of healing is the Jade Griffin, which is nullified by fire. Mm -hmm. Which is going to be a problem, because Kostaltin wields a big old flaming mace. Big old flaming mace. And Kostaltin, um, while he able, he kind of has his own form of regeneration... He has a form of healing that is not harmed by fire, um, which I don't think his regular form is anyway, but he has Solyak's Mercy, which Solyak also will heal him, and that is not at all hurt by fire. That being said, on Kostaltin, so Kostaltin has a huge bonus there in that he can heal, Volkmar cannot in this matchup. However, Volkmar does have kind of, I think, a broader use of prayers where he has one prayer that can literally burn Kostaltin and his bear and hurt them. He has another prayer that makes his strikes guided and more accurate. And he has, uh, he also has a prayer that can literally, uh, cause him and the war altar to be far more resistant to damage. So it's, it's, it's a very, very tricky, but Kostaltin is running a bear and a bear is traditionally a much better combatant than the war altar. The war altar is very nasty when it gets in that charge, but a bear is absolutely going to mangle those horses. Of course, there is a, a bonus warrior priest hanging out in the back of the war altar who can bonk some people. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is a, this is a tricky one. The two of them, yeah. I, I think if Volkmar had his full regeneration, I think he would absolutely be able to overwhelm Kostaltin, but without that... This is this is tough. I'm gonna to go ahead and start the poll on my channel. Yep. Uh, try and do the same here. Ooh. Oh, one of my mods got it for me. Thank you, mods. <laughs> Nathan, what are your thoughts? It's gonna be quite. Close. Uh, the thing is, obviously, like Volkmar, we know is really, really, really strong. Like, if we go back to, say, for example, like Storm of Chaos stuff, even when Bellicor had his claws all over him, like, he was able to fight back, you know? Uh, it's going to be really tough. You have to think about it both ways. Like, Kostaltin has been a, a bit of a. Um, a bit of a menace to me recently. He killed Chlamydia, man. Killed Chlamydia. Uh, what? <laughs> that's, oh, I, I had a stream that we were naming um, my exalted keepers. That, that sounds like arrows. a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> she, 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 she did. She, she, she fought hard, man. But the poor, the poor thing. I mean, right now, I'd say I might have to go with Volkmar purely because how much he we know he's capable of and even with surprising methods like he was able to did he manage to banish Bellacor near the end of Storm of Chaos? I don't I, I know he beat the um I know he beat the thing when he was remember when he was turned into a banner? Yeah but like Storm of Chaos 
we'll give him like half credit because like it's not the timeline we're in, but we'll give him half credit. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to go if we're if we're if we're allowing that. I'm gonna have to go with Volk Marpula because he he has been very surprising. Costaltin, on the other hand, I mean, it's very close. It's the problem when you put Battle Priest versus Battle Priest, you know. Oh. <laughs> Ah, uh, I'm gonna go with Volkmar. My heart says Volkmar. My heart says that the old dude still got it and he's able to slap hard, man. Okay, and I, I do think there's some reasonable evidence for that. As far as like Volkmar would be hitting really hard. I mean, the staff of command does not mess around. He could mm. absolutely hurt Kostaltin very badly and his bear. Um, mm. like he hits hard. However. As is the tradition on here, especially when it's just the two of us, I'm going to take the contrarian opinion. I mm. think Kostaltin is going to win purely because he is just a tank. And with him negating Volkmar's regeneration by hitting him with the um, burning brazier, he's going to be able to keep sustaining. Like the closer Kostaltin gets to being dead as Volkmar like hits him and like maybe, you know, cracks some ribs or whatever and all this stuff. Kostaltin's just going to get harder and harder to kill the closer he gets to death. Not to mention, he can call upon Salyak throughout the fight, when possible, to uh, heal himself further. Whereas Volkmar, any damage he takes the entirety of the fight is going to stick. So, and I think they're kind of very evenly matched in a lot of ways. So I think because of that, I'm going to give it to Kostaltin. But my yeah. chat disagreed with me, with 59% of the vote going to Volkmar the Grim. I've got a uh, 61% going to Volkmar. I think it's the mustache. Everyone just loves Volkmar's mustache. It is a glorious mustache. Let's be real. It needs to be recolored in Total War Warhammer, though. I know. It's supposed to be white. Exactly. You know, he's, he's old. old man. He's an old man. There's no hair dye in Warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> it's dignified. <laughs> All right. So that's going to be it for uh, who would win today. Sorry, I got a little thing in my eye here. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on to the next subject and start kind of getting into the major subjects for today. Mm. Um, and the first we're going to do is, uh, I'm just going to do a very, very brief update for people that care about this aspect of the hobby, which is I want to talk about AOS for just a moment. Um, of course I do have a major tournament coming up this upcoming Saturday, which I will be talking about quite a bit. Um, the Lorebeards after, so next week. And, um, but, uh. Though we may have to have Lorebeards at a different time, now that I think about it next week. Or we may mm. have to... Well, we'll, we'll figure it out. Because now that I think yeah. about it, it's a grand tournament, so I'll probably be... At the time Lorebeards would normally be, I think I will be playing games. But Ooh. in any event, um, there's been some really exciting updates for Age of Sigmar. We, of course, have some new books coming out. Ineth Deepkin and uh, Fire Slayers are just around the corner. And the books are looking very exciting. Uh, the Fire Slayers have a bunch of glorious new rules... Their new runes are vastly superior because uh, Fire Slayers, of course, hammer the runes of Grimnir into their flesh, their Urgold runes, and they could activate them during battle for buffs. And they used to be trash buffs, but now they're actually really sexy buffs. <laughs> they're very, very good. They have an army-wide ward save they can activate once per game, which is pretty hot. Uh, they also got a new heroic action where their characters can guarantee get the upgraded version of a rune where normally... When you activate a rune, you have to roll a dice, and on a 6-up, you get the upgraded version instead of the regular version. But they have a heroic action where their characters can just say, screw that roll, I'm going to go ahead and just get the upgraded version, which is very, very cool. Um, we also, we're still waiting for a little bit more information on the Ainethi Kim, but their new character is very strong, making Namardi actually good. 
and then the Beasts of Chaos, the Beastmen, are getting a huge White Dwarf update, and it is a big one. Every single Beasts of Chaos monster, well, most of them, have now have a unique monstrous action, which is insanely cool. Uh, so the Gorgon can do something unique, the Jabberslide can do something unique, the Chimera can do something unique, and the Cygor can do something unique. Um, the Cygor can now eat endless spells. The Gorgon can uh, literally pick up and eat someone and to heal itself. The Jabberslide can make people around it go crazy and by and kill themselves <laughs> and the uh the chimera can get like a ton of bonus damage as it just uh, lashes out with all of its attacks against a singular target why have a fantasy rules hmm those not warhammer fantasy rules i mean kind of but yeah, they're, 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 they're they're different in aos but there were versions of those sort of that existed in fantasy I'm watching you, AOS devs. <laughs> um, so very exciting stuff. And of course, they're getting a bunch of new rules. The Hearthstone got so much better. Um, the Hearthstone used to be absolute shit. Now it's amazing uh, because it used to be that it didn't do anything unless you were within six inches of it on turn one and then 12 inches on turn two and then 18 inches and 24 inches, etc. Um, and it was useless otherwise, which was garbage. Now, just by having a Hearthstone on the battle... All Beasts of Chaos models on the entire table get plus one armor piercing, which is nuts. And uh, there's even something you can do that's skipping my brain at the moment, but there's something you can do to get it up to a minus two to enemy armor, which is so, so strong. Uh, mm. And they changed it. It still has that expanding aura, but now the expanding aura just helps with your leadership stuff. So Beastmen are good now. It's looking that way. Okay, uh, the, so Gor now, the Gorgon can get rend of minus four, which is uh, kind of insane. <laughs> that's that's in that's insane. Okay, so now I, I want to make people very incredibly paranoid for at least a minute. Remember the last time the Beastman got an update through any setting, the world blew up afterwards. <laughs> it's a white dwarf magazine. It's not the same. <laughs> yeah, it's a supplement. <laughs> <laughs> this just in AOS AOS end times. <laughs> coming out coming to coming to a store near you um so that's it for aos news just wanted to cover some light stuff yeah um i'll have some more information after my tournament this weekend because it's gonna be the first time i've played in a hot minute um and i assume i'm gonna get my ass kicked but i'm gonna do my best all right fun. uh that being said uh let's talk total war so mm. as you all know total war warhammer comes out in four days less than four days as of mm -hmm. right now. So I'm sure everyone in chat is losing their shit. Um, everyone listening to this podcast is losing their shit because, that's, of course, that's insanely exciting. Uh, I'm sure all of you, or at least most of you, have been watching me and Nathan play Total, Total War Warhammer, if not watching other creators. And mm -hmm. uh, it's nearly in your hands, guys. It's nearly here. Yeah, it's not and, long now. Uh, me and Nathan will be, of course, allowed to play the Ogre Kingdom starting tomorrow. Uh, mm -hmm. live and of course uh, and you'll see lots of videos about the ogre kingdoms and we will be able to release reviews starting tomorrow mm -hmm. so tomorrow will be the big day when all the gaming companies or uh, magazines and content creators will be releasing our reviews and our thoughts on the game uh, so please look forward to that um there's a lot to discuss when that happens but yeah. that's for next time 
For this time, there is one new thing that has happened that we can talk about today on Lorebeards, which is Slanesh. Nathan, go for it. So, like, well, you know, the best Chaos God is finally playable by creators, and there's been a lot going on. I mean, hell, I only stream usually for about three and a half hours, but I've been doing like six hours plus time <laughs> I've had the chance. It's very different to what most people should be uh, aware of, obviously. Uh, I, I would have to say power level-wise, Sunesh is probably the weakest. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Slash is kind of nuts, in my opinion. There's a, there's a few issues. I mean, having no heavy armor frontline is a bit uh, weak. Uh, Lore of Magic could be a little bit better, and right now the chariots are kind of scuffed. Like, every other creator is saying it, too. Like, the, the chariots the, are a little The scuffed. chariots are they're a little odd. Um, they do yeah. a lot of health damage. Like, they're mm. great for softening a target. Um, they don't tend to get a lot of kills. But, yeah. I mean, they'll do a lot of health damage. It's, it's a little weird. I'm not sure how it's calculating it. Yeah. Um, but I, I would personally say that I think Slanesh is probably one of the strongest as far as like what you can, like the potential of the others is certainly quite high. But the thing about Slanesh is you can generate devotees so damn fast. It is obscene. Oh, yeah. And like using, like as Slanesh, you get double um, commandments in your provinces because you've got a regular commandment. So like you take over a province and you can use the little, you know, you can choose like, ah, uh, you slow down enemy 20%, make diseases harder to spread. You get more income and cheaper buildings, etc. But he also has these little things you can use where you sacrifice uh, devotees and maybe some money and you get like a shitload of growth, a bunch mm -hmm. of bonus income. You can reduce recruitment costs by like 25% get plus two recruitment ranks. Like it's insane. And you don't even have to own the whole province to do that. You just gotta have like a single settlement. You can start doing that. And Devotees will be uh, a fast generation. Like it is so centered on everything. Yeah, well, and Which like the the thing about Slanesh is you just click that proliferate cults button and mm -hmm. just build the one that generates five devotees every turn. Yeah. Like, and you you can get like I think right now I'm generating something like like three to four hundred devotees per turn. Yeah, same more or less. Uh, if you can keep remembering to do that, you can just pretty much have cults around the whole map yeah. like, without an issue. And Slanesh is the only one who can spawn cultists where his cults show up, so they can go on to spawn more cults. And it, it, it gets insane. And being able to force vassalization on factions is so strong. I had an issue with that myself. <laughs> like, I... Uh, I was I got a bunch of Norskins very very quickly, so I was running around with like war mammoths in my armies, which are very strong <laughs> comboed with Slanesh. Um, and it's like, oh, if you want armor, you can literally just vassalize the hell out of the Warriors of Chaos, and then you got Chaos Warriors running around everywhere. And um, my chat was watching. I think my stream I just got to turn one hundred, um, or I'm right around turn one hundred, and I finally vassalized the Wood Elves. <laughs> I got him. I, I I fully corrupted the Wood Elves. I forced them into vassalization, and I will be able to recruit Way Watchers into my army. Ooh. Oh, so I'm I'm so excited. It's so juicy. See, you're having a good time with the vassal stuff. I am having the complete opposite because one vassal of mine is just deciding to cause me issues left, right, and center. I've ended up at war. 
like I think by f- turn uh, by turn fifty, I've ended up in the This Is Total War just without <laughs> wanting to be in a This Is Total War. <laughs> Who did you vassalize? The the Graylings, the Graylings, those mm. fuckers got me into everything. And next thing I know, I'm like, and, and thing is, I decided because I was listening to my chat. So I've ended up, uh, I've ended up in Whistlelands, right? So Nikari is now the erect account of Whistlelands. <laughs> Right. What are you doing in Wizenland? <laughs> I've just decided like, I'll fucking There's nothing good in Wizenland. <laughs> the, the vampire counts are almost gone. Everyone's just fighting everywhere. I had to. Uh, I had to leave Norska. I, I just had to leave Norska. Katarina's <laughs> gone on a full-on genocide against anything, right? <laughs> yeah. And this is all because of just one vassal getting into fucking shit with everyone else. See, I didn't have that problem at all. Like none of my vassals have started fights. I think the only the only time a fight started with my vassals was the the regular undivided chaos army attacked my vassal, and I I like I thought about it and I was like no my vassal's more useful to me because they're paying me money every turn like a good amount of money too like even like a single settlement was still giving me like four hundred gold a turn, and I was like and like I really like these Norskin units I'm getting, so I was like no I'm gonna like so I. I ended up, but I ended up vassalizing like nearly all of Dorska. So like all the different tribes are under my control. Like anytime I can vassalize someone, I do. And I even have been sending Nakari around places to awaken factions because he could do that. If he attacks the capital of a dead faction, he can resurrect them as a vassal. Which I resurrected the Greenskins. <laughs> I went, I went, you know the 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 spider tribe that's in Norska. I. I didn't mean to. It was just a settle, and I was like, "Oh, I'll vassalize," and I resurrected the orcs. So I, I had orc vassals. <laughs> um, but um, I am having a ton of fun with it. And the thing for me is, I was actually using my vassals a lot. So like every time I would vassalize, because I was generating so many allegiance points, I would literally just check in on them. And whenever they had a big army, I would take control of their armies. So I would take control of their army and have their army follow me around. So like Nakari was reinforced by two Norskin stacks that cost me zero upkeep because they were the AI's armies, not mine. And I was also running around like, or I was using them like, um, I would have like a faction I wanted to trade a settlement with. So I would take over one of my vassals, have the vassal army I took over conquer a settlement, which meant it was my settlement. And then I would trade that settlement to a different faction uh for something i wanted so like i've been having a ball like i am shocked how much i'm enjoying slanesh mm. no no it's, it's a very enjoyable faction i mean uh I, I i did rca and we can freely admit like the first thing i did as soon as i got access to the game was play slanesh <laughs> like it's literally first thing and uh i've been playing it constantly i've been uh i've been doing the streams too all like the streams is obviously less playing professionally in a sense because obviously at that point i'm just having fun with everyone and so on well yeah i mean like, we, we, you're, you're there to entertain not to like yeah <laughs> you know i mean we, we have a, a herald of sunesh guarding whistleland at the moment whilst franz is um is protecting the entrance to whistleland and she's called belle delphine you know nice, uh, <laughs> nice. Like it's it's just having a little bit of fun. I must admit, it is very it's very much how I expected Sunesh to play because obviously, uh, if anyone played Mono Godless back in the day for one fancy eighth, just pure Sunesh demons, which was very difficult. Um, it's it's what you expect. You you you're a glass cannon, but you're very very fast and you're able to move around your enemy without too much of an issue. And it's, if you can get the hit first, you're striking hard. You know, and yeah. 
it that, was a good faction. Yeah, they're 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 very strong. Um, mm. slash lots of armor piercing, lots of poison, vast like Nakari. If like you could easily get Nakari like hundred fifty speed. Like he is so fast. Got him with just skill points, no extra augments by items. He's on hundred and thirty eight, I think. Yeah, I think I think I have him at hundred and fifty for some reason. I don't remember what it is. It's giving me a little bonus boost. But uh yeah, if you pop Foe Seeker, he goes up to like 165. Like it's he is obscenely fast. Um and like now that I've seen him that fast, uh, it's it's great. Like he they all have gorgeous animations and the dialogue, like <laughs> there are some risque lines when you're like you need if you're playing Slanesh at home, make sure you're wearing headphones. <laughs> make sure nobody else is in the room. <laughs> They'll be thinking you're up to something. There's uh it, it it is done uh which is something I thought was done very well. They've clearly gone old hammer style, like sick edition style, where they're they're putting in the Indiendos and all that stuff. I was worried that wasn't going to happen, bro. But, like, did, have you gotten the safe the safe word dialogue yeah. line? That yeah. I I literally lost my shit when I heard that. <laughs> you will never know the safe words. Like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> well, there's a lot of things where it should have just a bit like, how is this not going to get like a higher rating? Like, I mean, Magic. you've seen the, the walls in um in the realm of Sinesh, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. They're yeah, like they're, they're spicy. They're, yeah, they're they're pretty spicy. I'm looking at them going. Oh wow, you know. Hey, maybe the sensors are too stupid to look at the walls. They only look at the units. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got we got greater demons of Nurgle literally crapping out Nurgling. So. Yeah. <laughs> what, what does the matter, right? Um, but uh, yeah, I Slash is great. Um, I also I also really like his tech tree. Um, like there's a like he has a bunch of excellent techs. Like compared to like Nurgle, I don't really like Nurgle's tech tree that much. Yeah. Um, I feel like Nurgle's tech tree is very underwhelming. Um, mm. Slanesh's is kick ass. Like it is mm. a very, very strong tech tree. Mm. Uh, and you have access to almost the entire thing right away. Like there's only yeah. uh, half of it is locked behind buildings, but two of those buildings you get like super early, yeah. or relatively quick. The last one is a tier five. That one takes a bit, but mm. um, like you can get like 10% upkeep reduction on every single unit type. You can get uh like it, plus income you get like way more cultists or um uh devotees through various methods you can get like just all just crazy crazy buffs mm -hmm. um, there's uh it, it's uh it's a very fast uh progressing campaign with sinesh at least if if you're playing i'd say kind of optimally because you do take a lot of territories quite quick the only yeah. thing is, obviously, mm. you have that ball stop because Scarbrand is right next to you. Yeah, but I mean, the, the, one of the systems I love about Slash is the gift of Slash system. So if you throw a hero or beat someone in a fight, but throwing a hero at them is easier. If you throw a hero at someone and they do any successful action, um, it will infect them with a gift of Slash, which is a permanent debuff that makes it easier to seduce their units. Which for anyone that hasn't seen it. You can seduce units with Slanesh, which means when the bar when you get the battle is starting screen, you can see their army, and based on how much money you have and how big their army is and how like how big your seduce budget is, which you can increase through various ways, you can literally just be like, oh, uh, you know what? I'm gonna buy 
I'm gonna buy your uh, I'm gonna buy your archers, and you literally just steal their archers for the battle. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you kill them, hey, like if the army dies, they don't get their archers back. Or if you get the if you suicide that unit into the enemy, they don't get that unit back. Um, mm-hmm. So it is it is an insanely powerful mechanic. So the gift of Slanesh on an enemy makes that mechanic cheaper to use. And it also debuffs them if they fight you. So, like, if you gift Scarbrand, it makes it more difficult for him to fight you. And if he does fight you, you can steal more of his units. Like, <laughs> it's really strong. Pretty much, Very nasty. Uh... But yeah, like, Scarbrand, I literally just, like, whipped Scarbrand into submission. And he begged me for a peace treaty and he hasn't bothered me since. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's weird that that could happen because that happened to me, too. I'm like... This... Scarbrand, though, he shouldn't be asking for peace. He should literally be throwing stacks. And I did have a bit of an an odd thing where I just kept getting small stacks of Cornate Demons getting thrown at me, probably trying to just slow me down, but it was just making me stronger, you know? Yep. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, it tries what it can. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Slanesh is great fun. I, I do very yeah. much like the lore of Slanesh. I think the lore of Shadows is definitely stronger. Uh, mm-hmm. Lore of Shadows is nuts right now. But um, lore of Slanesh is very... Lore of Slanesh is very, very good for comboing with Slanesh's specific mechanics. Like, it's got this big leadership debuff nuke, which is awesome on your lord, because every Slanesh lord has an ability where if your leadership is too low, they start having a mortis engine effect on you. So they literally start killing you. So if you time that right, you can just, like, set off a bomb of damage using that spell. Uh, I think it's Phantasmagoria. Um... And then there's another spell that I can't remember what the name of it is off the top of my head that is like a must-have, which is one of your first spells with your lords. And I think it's a lure or something. But it's like you pick a unit and they get minus a bunch of melee defense and minus speed. So your character can literally just walk up and beat the shit out of them. And on Nakari, it's OP in my opinion because Nakari has a, a unique ability where he also lowers their melee defense and melee attack. And if you stack the two of them together, it lowers your melee defense by like 50. <laughs> Nakari will just rip your butt in half. Um, it's nasty. It's very nasty. You all right? <laughs> yeah. It's uh, exhaustion keeping up with me. But uh, yeah, no, no. I mean, the, the army's pretty good. Uh, the keepers themselves are really powerful too, especially once you start getting the four monsters with every single uh, spell unlocked. Like, uh, just running through that realm realm of chaos getting those storm of magic battles with a bunch of uh, keepers of secrets is uh is glorious yeah stack, uh, stacking wizards is really spooky in the realm of chaos mm. uh the cultist is good my issue is the cultist mount is too slow because it should be on a, on a steed let's be honest she should be on a steed i i, I, I don't understand the cultists are tricky for me because I'm not sure I understand what they're going for as far as like, like they're in this demon roster and they're clearly meant to not be like powerhouses, right? You know, yeah. they're, they're clearly meant to be like just hardcore support. Um, but it it is, it is odd that they're like purely limited to chaos steeds. Like, I, I understand certain... Like, I could see, like, with corn, Yeah, no, Juggernaut's probably too much. 
Um, I would love him on a juggernaut because he's quite a melee house. I, I think that I think that's too too strong for what they're going for. Mm -hmm. um, like I, I don't know. Like I I understand why they don't have the unique mounts because like they're kind of there. They're literally there to summon for you. Like that's yeah. that's their only purpose. Like Zinch, yeah, it gives you access to fire magic, but and uh, with corn, you can get a pretty powerful guy um who's like actually really good at fighting but like generally speaking for all of them you're really just they're there just for the like you're there to get them to level 13 so they can summon a shitload of demons yeah it's just um i don't know like because she's squishy she wears a, a bikini you know <laughs> the, the nuggles one is very very squishy the nuggle one just he does have region though he does have region but like if he gets bogged down he's he's screwed Whereas, like, the, the Sanesh one, she can kill out characters. She, she's a duelist. Uh, the Cornate one, like, he, he can throw out some serious damage. And obviously the Zancian one with Lore of Fire, I mean, holy crap, you know? You've got Lore of Fire. That's an extra Lore of Magic so you can play around with. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I could definitely see the argument. Um, I, I feel like they're, like, intentionally trying to keep the cultists as basic as possible and be like, these are guys that do not get gifts from the Dark Gods. They are, like, they are literally, like, like they are barely heroes, <laughs> but um, so I I can understand the point. I do wish the horses were more unique. Um, like if they're going to have chaos steeds, I I do hope we get better chaos steed models at some point. Because like you know if the if the if the chaos steed of Nurgle was like really nasty and stuff and like bloated and all this stuff, and the chaos steed of Slanesh was like super sleek and all this crap, then I I would I would be totally fine with that. Yeah. I think right now what's kind of weird, like what kind of is off-putting about it is that it's clearly you know it's it's the issue a lot of people have with like the the Forsaken and the Chaos Bond and stuff. Yeah, well, I pointed out on my roster video, uh, like because it's the same horse. Um, if you look at the steed of uh, if you look at the uh, Suneshi cultist on it, her feet goes through the um, like through the actual barding. Uh, oh, yeah, it's got some clipping. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like. Uh, it's disappointing because it looks nice in the purple uh, color and so on, but like, it should be a seeker. I'm sorry, it should be a seeker. Uh, yeah, I, I I can see the argument. Yeah. Um, but I think we both can agree, Slanesh is pretty awesome. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. I I didn't think I was gonna be very into Slanesh, and I'm honestly having a really good time. Um, I I think I'm honestly having more fun with Slanesh than the other three, at least so far. I'm 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 I love Nurgle, but I've been having a really hard time with Nurgle. Um, Nurgle, I've been following what Monsters of Down said, which was literally just go in, uh, go in the realm of Sinesh, come out with the money, and then you're golden. Yeah, maybe that's what I really need to try. But I, mm. but it's like, man, that's 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 something that sounds like they kind of need to fix. Like I, mm. I feel like his buildings are too expensive. Um, but we we went over that a lot last week. Yeah. Um. So in any event, uh, mm. next thing on the docket is ah future speculation. There we go. Yeah. So there, we go. there is something, uh, there's one thing I want to address and then there's another, and then we're going to kind of get into it. Um, which the thing I wanted to address is something that's been asked a lot of me and Nathan. Um, and it's coming a lot in a lot of communities and stuff has been about Mr. Hall. Um, obviously, um, our podcast was not the only thing he appeared on. He also appeared on a podcast or uh, a little interview, whatever you want to call it, uh, with, um, Italian Spartacus, which, is great. Uh, however, um, one thing that came up during that podcast 
was he got asked about future DLC. Um, and his answer was basically something along the lines of um, uh, that, like, oh, you know, Koresh and all this stuff, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Like, never Koresh, never Nippon, never um, end and all this stuff. And I, I, I did want to address it uh, because I get asked a lot about it. Um, and I want to say that, uh, obviously, me and Nathan genuinely, deeply, have no freaking idea what's going on at Creative Assembly. Um, mm. However... That being said, we do think, or I, I think, I'm not going to wrap Nathan up in this. I think that it's very, very important to point out that there is literally zero circumstances where Andy Hall would have said anything else. Yeah. E even uh, if he was, oh, go ahead. It's, while I, uh, I'm still getting to know CA, uh, it's kind of logical to note that nobody, no gaming company is ever going to tell you what's coming next. Because uh, CA had made that mistake already before. You remember Northern Lords? Yeah, and that's and that's the thing is that if 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 he came out during the interview and he said, "Oh yeah, we're thinking about doing it," or like, "Oh maybe," you know, if he said anything other than no, then every single damn person would go, "Oh shit, they're doing it!" Oh shit, they're doing it! And everyone started freaking out. And then let's say for some reason one of those doesn't happen, like maybe for whatever reason they don't do Nippon, like they just can't get it in. People would be fucking furious. Mm -hmm. so it's a lose-lose like there's there's no circumstance where that's a good thing for them mm. so of course he's gonna say no it's never gonna happen because best case scenario they go haha we lied here it is and everyone's gonna be thrilled like literally yeah. no one would be upset um yeah. whereas worst case scenario they don't do it and we go ah you know well they told us they weren't gonna do it so it's not a big deal so yeah you know and someone just pointed something out on my chat which makes a lot of sense they also said Boris Ursus was dead. Twice. Yeah. yeah, they were very... Which, you know, technically was. But, like, you know, they're... Obviously, they're going to bullshit y'all. Like, and... CA... Listen, I love CA. I love them very much. But as a company, they have this really weird thing where they're, like... They're... they're I, I've dealt with a couple of gaming companies in my time. And CA is definitely the weirdest when it comes to... They are super uncomfortable with like people knowing anything far in advance i think they're just super uncomfortable in general <laughs> <laughs> and they're just they're just they they're, they're basically like if they if ca was a person they would have permanent wet socks that's just the it's <laughs> just the life they live um but they i mean they actively try so hard to keep the community in the dark as much as possible um probably due to bad experiences in the past mm -hmm. and um it's just it's just the way it is like I'm not I'm not saying whether it's good or bad, it's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, so to everyone out there that's like, oh my god, I'm my life is over. I'm so sad. I like I really wanted end, or I really wanted the Naga of Koresh and all this stuff, and now it's not happening. Dude, chill. Like, yeah. It's not over to the fat lady sings, man. In the most uh so I can explain it in two different ways. And also there's a quote here uh from someone called uh a Royal Qualifier said apparently Lionheart had interviewed CA back in 2017, asking for Vampire Coast, and they said no. Like, yeah. We ended up getting them. Plans so, change. Yeah, plans change. You never know. The thing is, like, I'll, I'll tell you very, like, I don't have a lot of experience with CA, because obviously this is kind of still new to me. But from a long, 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 long time, I've been following games like, say, for example, World of Warcraft, where shit leaks constantly. And they deny it. They flat out deny it, and so on. Like, look, how close are we to uh, 10.0? And we know that, 
like that's going to be dragon themed at this point for the next wild expansion it's just literally that they're not going to tell you oh yeah down the line we've got this now they have confirmed i'm not sure if you saw this sotek but uh ca ben did confirm on the dia on the discord that they will give out a roadmap soon for everyone now that roadmap is not it's, it's just going to be for this year 2022 we're in 2022 right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who cares anymore, right? <laughs> but one thing that I t I was having a bit of a heated discussion with a lot of people because they were like, "Oh yeah, the roadmap's going to say everything." No, it's not going to say race pack. Yeah, it's, they're not going to reveal everything. They don't. Do yeah, that. it might just say DLC for this quarter, DLC for that, or free updates and blah blah blah. But it's not going to say specifics. You don't know. Like we we don't know what's going to come out. You don't know what's going to yeah. come out. Yeah, y'all remember the old roadmaps where it was super fucking vague. It's probably yeah. going to be the same thing. Or exactly. like a slight iteration on that. Yeah. It, it's really important. Um, it, it's really important not to get too hyped up. Look, I feel like we might get it in the future. There, there have been in-game hints to suggest the end and so on. But you never know. Keep in mind there's a few factors, right? Obviously, is the game still making money, right? That's, that's a big factor. Then yes. th there's also uh, if GW want to do it or not, which is the biggest factor. Which, based on Warhammer the Old World, seems likely. Yeah. And, and like, I'll, you know, I'll be frank. I'm full-on team. Like, I think we're getting... Like, I am full-on... They're going to do everything eventually. And hey, that's what Andy Hall said on our podcast. He said, yeah. we'll get everything in eventually. Now, what he meant by that is a matter of debate. But... Yeah. You know? I see it this way. I see that maybe this year... This is pure speculation... We'll get maybe say uh, chaos dwarves are like a given because I mean the territory. Yeah, chaos dwarves are a safe bet. Yeah, maybe a few different load packs because it obviously makes sense. Uh, it depends on how fast they want to be with DLC because obviously DLC for the end of Warhammer 2's life cycle was going to slow down. However, that's pandemic related, and we don't know exactly how UK and uh, CA themselves are dealing with stuff at the moment. You know, so chaos dwarves maybe say two or three load packs maybe. Because that kind of makes sense. Yeah, though, honestly, I'm so done with Lord Packs. Like, I, yeah. like, I, I, I don't like them. Um, I've, mm -hmm. been, I've been saying this, and I need to make a video about it. I'm, mm -hmm. I, I think they're terrible. Because always, always, every single time, every single time, one yeah. race gets a great... Uh, well, most of the time, one race gets a great DLC, the other race gets a crap DLC. We've had a yeah. few rare circumstances where both races got a crap DLC, but um, it's it's never worth it, in my opinion. I think it yeah. would be so much better to focus on a single race mm -hmm. or to do a, a very strict theme that is a multiple races, but it's a very narrow theme, like monsters. Yeah. So they do like four to ten monsters in a pack. Or yeah. legendary heroes. Give us a group of legendary heroes. But, like, they just, they, they've never, ever, a single time pulled off a good Lord pack. As far as, like, it was fully baked. Yeah. I mean, no, no. Because, yes, in a way, but no, in a way. Because, obviously, Twisted in the Twilight was really, really good, barring the issue that the well, sisters they had. had. They had to fix yeah. it. And so it yeah. wasn't. But it was attached to the free update, which was the Wood Elf rework, and the Wood Elf rework was actually quite enjoyable. I like playing Wood Elves now, you know, in Warhammer 2. Yeah, and uh, granted, that DLC, really, the only reason that DLC stuck the landing is because the Skaven got, like, an amazing amount of shit, uh, because the Skaven always gets spoiled for some reason. 
and then uh the wood elves came out and the issues that the dlc had they fixed because the yeah. community threw a huge fit about it yeah like i think out of all the dlc keep in mind that we're probably referencing no. more warhammer 2 because warhammer yeah. 2 is i want to say i'm not saying all the dlcs have absolute garbage sides but yeah. like like warden the paunch it was okay like the the goblin side was amazing but the high elf side was pretty lacking yeah uh, like the the monster the arcane phoenix is basically just a reskin uh with very very minor assets we didn't get like a merworm or anything super exciting and altharian's mechanic is good but it's also pretty buggy at sometimes and it also stops work like it basically falls off by the end of the campaign yeah. uh, like if you're playing mortal empires you will end up gathering like a ton of his unique resource and you'll have literally nothing to do with it so i mean yeah. it's half-baked it's half-baked yeah it's it's a weird thing i would prefer singular stuff like you said like i would love if say for example they just decided to go we're going to focus on empire bring in maybe two legendary lords for empire and a few different units and so on because that would be kind of cool because empire does kind of need to rework again i'll be very honest now that i'm looking at the mechanics from game free perspective where i'm looking at the demons and cafe and kizza i'm like Ooh, and Empire could do with a little bit more flavor, you know. Dwarves yeah, definitely well, need it. Yeah, everything's gonna need a bit tweaking. Um, yeah, and, and the, the Empire is a little weird because like they had a great update compared to what they were, but it's also not fully like it. It's also kind of half baked. Yeah. Um, like you play the Empire, and it's like, oh, I have this system where I can influence the other Elector Counts, like the High Elves, but only the Elector Counts, and it's like I feel like the system is supposed to do something and it doesn't very it's very strange yeah it becomes a bit of an issue when uh because after you've you've unified the empire you basically don't need to use authority anymore and so on yeah yeah um, your mechanics kind of fall apart um it it's odd uh like because they're in a good place that like they are powerful let's be honest the empire it's a great campaign know, it's a great campaign yeah. it just it just you're right there there are some points where if you look if you look at it from a distance, you go, that's amazing. But when you pick it up and look, you go, oh, there's a couple cracks in this. Like, they're yeah. not, they're not like, they're not awful cracks. They're just noticeable cracks. Yeah. Like, th there are other factions that do need a bit more help. The vampire counts definitely need something to make them a bit more unique now. Yeah. Because they've kind of fallen. Well, it's like, vampires, the bloodlines thing is awesome, but it mm. should be way more significant. Yeah. Um, Close, but no cigar. Uh, you know, necromancers need a really big tune-up master necromancers and necromancers to make them really fun and competitive yeah. you know um honestly they need we need more bloodline legendary lords you know neferata and um um vorag bloody tooth and those guys uh you know we need uh like dwarfs you know give me dwarf undercities you know yeah. like how people build outposts let me as the dwarfs let me have an undercity that i can like build the lower deeps yeah, because um, everyone can now have an outpost or a cult or something, you know? Yeah, so, like, let, you know, let dwarves do their own thing to their own bases, um, mm -hmm. you know, with, uh, with um, like, there, there, there's things to do. There's things to yeah. do. Um, that being said, um, don't, like, don't get us wrong. We're not saying, like, the game's in a horrible state or, like, like the game is in a fantastic state. It's yeah. just, it, we're getting to that point where it's, like, this is looking really good, but it's, t it's really time to break out the polish. Yeah, because, uh, Obviously, keep in mind that uh, when it comes from our point of view, we've already uh, we, we've seen the factions, we've done our videos, we've done our overviews and so on. There's a few more to come out tomorrow and that's it. And then we, as creators, tend to try and look to the future because 
there's a lot of things that could be done uh, for because we're, we're thinking. Let me guess. You're doing the same as me. You're thinking about in the future combined map because that means well, yeah. these races like, they need to fix. The lizard men need a fix. I want to see lizard men being playable, man. Oh, but I have Yo, no fun even, playing them. Don't even don't even bring up the lizard men to me right now. Yeah, the lizard men are so bad. I, I think lizard. Yeah. I think I. I literally think the Lizardmen are down there with, like, Warriors of Chaos and Norska. Like, it yeah. is bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's specific aspects of it that are fun, just yeah. like with the Warriors of Chaos and Norska, but, like, oh, my God, I think it's awful. Well, they've had, what, two DLC, three DLCs? Three. And they three. were all garbage. And it's, yeah, 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 because, obviously, Nakai is just bleh. Oxyolo's fun. Oxyolo's very fun. Oxyolo's fun, but it's, it's not, it's half-baked. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't actually matter, and it's so easy that even on Legendary difficulty, you will never be at risk of actually being... It should have been It should have been full XCOM. It should have yeah. been, just like Mantelor had a great review on it, um, it should have been full... If you aren't getting these things done, they're going to make the final battle a lot harder, or they're going to be buffing chaos across the world, and all this all crazy shit. Oxyodos campaign is fun, but it's, 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 it's the moment you see through that veil of you're actually not a threat of anything it's super fucking boring yeah it, it it's one of those things because obviously they do do well like uh for example obviously uh we had a little minor scaven rework when the vampire coast came out because everyone was saying oh we want that uh cove mechanic but to be on the cities and that's influenced game free too because keep in mind that we didn't have on the cities before it was just coves and that's then become this and that's now become the chaos cults and so on and so forth but there's so much that can be done for certain races that desperately need a little bit of help. I mean, the Dark Elves need help. But I imagine that the Dark Elves, or at least I hope, like literally knock, like you can't see my hands because of the green screen. <laughs> you know, <laughs> knock on wood, there's, like, if we get Chaos Dwarves this year, there's likely going to be a change to slavery. At least I hope that mechanic gets updated because it's kind of stupid at the moment. And that obviously should affect Dark Elves in the future. Because the Dark Elves are kind of weird at the moment, you know? Uh, yeah, the, like we said, fine-tuning. Uh, and yeah. literally, every single race... I genuinely think every single race is enjoyable. But there are some races that are less enjoy notably less enjoyable than others. And some that if you hold them up to scrutiny, you start to notice problems. Yeah. Uh, and that's all we're saying. is like we're, yeah. we're not saying, this is bad, it sucks, they need to fix it or it sucks. We're saying, man... These are the things we really hope they do in the future. Yeah. I just I mean, want to get that same... across. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, this is just us like speculating and so on. It's the same thing as when we said, yeah, hopefully we'll see End. Hopefully we'll see Koresh. There's reasons to believe that we might see that, but it's just the case of we have to wait and see because everything... Like, this game is hopefully, hopefully going to have a decent amount of lifespan. Like, Warmity was what? I mean, five they're, they're publicly saying, like, many years. Yeah. Like they're they're literally saying like we're we're supporting the Warhammer three for many years, which means more than three. So hopefully that means that we'll get a decent amount of DLC and time can wait. I am patient. I don't have to have say for example, end this year. I can wait till three. Yeah, because yeah, no, I don't like give me Chaos Forces here and I'm I'm good. Like yeah. for race packs, I'm I'm good. Yeah, because like as much as the race packs are very very exciting, uh. Let's fix up all the other crap because we're likely, hopefully, getting the combined map this year. So 
let's fix up all the ones that need fixing before we start bringing more shit into the into the pots, you know? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to do that. But yeah, <laughs> there's no way they're going to do that <laughs> at all. I, I I don't have high hopes. I mean, I have high hopes right now that since there's a certain number of races in game, uh, in game free, because obviously there's a lizardman faction, uh, there's uh, there's dwarves, there's there's empire. Vampires, there's uh, Norskins, there, there's it's, it's, it's everybody except Tomb Kings, High Elves, and Dark Elves. Yeah. So there's enough to fix in And Vampire uh, Coast. And Vampire Coast. And so, yeah, yeah so there, there, they, they there, there, there are four races that, like, you you can encounter them in, like, quest battles or, like, in ocean events, but they're not, like, on the map. Like, they don't have... Yeah. There's no factions for them. Yeah. It, it just... Uh, so those are the factions that need the most help anyway, so we, we, we would likely see them get a little bit of a fix and go from there. Like, I think Vampire Coast is fine. Let's be honest. It's, I, I, think, I, think, I think Warriors of Chaos and Norskog need to go first. Once they're, oh, once, yes. they're good, once they're good, we can, yeah, yeah, we can start yeah. with all these other guys. Like, holy crap. Uh, but, yeah, no, I think it's, it's just, I, I, I get the speculation and so on. Like, everyone's really hyped. It's the same thing like I see often. Like, uh, funny enough, it's been mentioned in my chat a few times. Oh, I want hobgoblins. I want hobgoblins. I mean, you will. What is because I, I still don't. Maybe I just like grossly <laughs> underestimate how many people love like like Attila the Hun and the whole Mongolian Empire thing. But it's like, man, there are a lot of people that love the hobgoblin conate. Like, there are a lot of people that love the hobgoblin conate. Well, it's become such a thing because obviously GW follow the meme, right? It's basically the squats of fantasy at this point. <laughs> yeah, but, but even GW put a little hint about them in the fucking old world. Yeah, maps the, too. the hop hounds. Yeah, yeah. It's like how popular, like you, you like you guys know these are just goblins, right? <laughs> It's all lanky goblins. But I mean, like... I, I, I can see it, though. Like, a part of my brain, like, the mm. idea of, like, these roving wolf, uh, giant wolf-pulled, like, cities that maybe have, like, complex war machines and stuff on them. Like, I could, I could kind of see it. And a part yeah. of me is like, oh, that's kind of cool. But, I, yeah, I don't know how you make a faction out of that, to be honest. Like, a sub-faction, sure. Like, a chaos yeah. sub-faction led by a hobgoblin legendary lord? That I could totally see. Mm. I, I could see it done uh, kind of like Elfarian does, because, you know, Elfarian's Mistwalkers are, are just reskins, right? So I could see it as Chaos Dwarf, you get like maybe three or four legendary lords, depending on the situation, because obviously the, the map is kind of small. Better four. be four. Gotta be four. Has mm. to be four. Well, we have, we have I, a system. It's gotta be four. <laughs> yeah. But I'm cool with, say, for example, just free. Just, like, hear me out, hear me out. How dare you. Get that. And the, the, a whole goblin Sacrilege! Boo this man! Huh? Boo him! <laughs> no, 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 but, like, you get, uh, say, for example, three or four, either way is fine, and then a hobgoblin legendary lord who only has access to hobgoblin units, and then a few reskins to give him, like, miscaller style so they would look fairly unique. And there you go, full hobgoblin faction, and you've got your fucking hobgoblin carnate. Well, that's what I've been thinking, is that, like, you get three Chaos Dwarf Lords, and then you get a yeah. Hobgoblin Lord, yeah. Yeah, but not a Hobgoblin with a bloody Dreadquake, right? <laughs> well, I, maybe maybe, maybe they could make it like a... They could do it like a, like a Scarsnick scenario where he doesn't get access to Chaos Dwarf stuff unless he does a specific... Like, he has to, like, take Zarnagrind or something. Like, he's got to, like, rise up against the Chaos Dwarfs. I, I would play the shit out of that campaign. That'd be hilarious. 
yeah, I mean, that could work too. Like, I, I would, uh, I, I think everyone would be happy with that. Uh, like, I, I know a lot of people, uh, like, I, I see it every single day. People are, uh, like, hyped and so on, which uh, I think shouldn't, like, everyone wait until, like, at least, uh, <laughs> at least past no, the 17. The hype train stops for no, there are no stops <laughs> on the hype train. It goes until it crashes. <laughs> That's how yeah. it works. But, like, there's obviously a lot of speculation, because obviously after we spoke to Andy, uh, there was a Reddit forum post about the interview. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, and the like. Let me pick it up. Let me. No, let me I don't. Just... I don't even want to know what. Oh God. It's just it's it's nothing too bad, but it was literally titled "All Legendary Lords Teased on uh, Teased by Andy." <laughs> They're uh, doing everything confirmed. Yeah, I was like, guys, not confirmed. However, like you never know for the future. Like thankful we know it's coming. Like I'm pretty sure. CA would have to build a compound around their headquarters if they never released Fankwell. Because damn, look at fucking uh, the 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 boy, our 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 dear lovely friends uh, who are working on the Koresh art posted a new a new new model. Magic yeah, they're artillery, very, God, they're so good. They are very very talented. How how dare, how dare they be so talented? Yeah, rude, rude lads. But yeah, so if we go by this list, we've got like uh, Fankwell. Okay. Fankwell, we know, is pretty much coming. Then the Baba Yaga thing. So it's not Baba Yaga, now it's Mother, Mother Ostrangia. Yeah. yeah, she's stinky. Uh, but um, we know she's in lore, we just don't know if she'll be a character. I hope so, because uh, I, I and I think you too are very, very curious about what has changed for the Ungols, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I need her. I need her quick. Yeah, so it would be cool, but that's fine. Next, Nagash. Okay. This is something we need to talk about. He said that we are in that timeline, because we are. We're in the 8th edition timeline. I do think that we'll get Nagash, because I know that Nagash will make money. Like, like just be honest. There, there, you sell Nagash. I, I think Nagash is going to be one of the last things they do, though. I think he's yeah. going to be, like, one of the big finales. Yeah, because he, 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 he would make stupid money. Like, they would put... They could easily put Nagash behind the 20-pound uh, slap, you know, with a few Morghast, the uh, Dread Abyssals... And a few certain characters to kind of just give it a little bit of much, and there you go. Like he will make money. He will get money. Yep. He will get loads of money. Yeah, more gas, man. Give me that. Oh yeah. man. Mm, 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 mm. Hellborg. The reason why we asked it was just because we, we've seen we literally that. asked him what his favorite character was. That's all we did. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was it. That was all Hellborg was. Yeah, he 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 said that he'd love to see Hellborg in the game and so on. And to be honest, I would too. I think he's got one of the coolest miniatures in the Empire roster from the Eighth Edition army book. Yeah, plus, like, what's the Empire without the Reichsmarschall? Nothing. That's exactly. what. Nothing! <laughs> it's trash! But it doesn't outright confirm it. I mean, I would love it. Like, we, we, need, we, need, we need a Legendary Heroes pack for sure. Like, holy crap, you know? Yeah. Uh, next was Monkey King. I mean, we're, we're getting Monkey King. Let's we're just getting the Monkey honest. King. Uh, yeah. There's, like, they're, they're, they're doing a lot of work to keep a lot of his stuff hidden. Or they yeah. have like all the propaganda about what he looks like. Like we don't know what he looks like. We don't know what his name is. They're keeping yeah. all that secret because they're gonna do him. That's yeah. that's all it is. Like we 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 whether we want the Monkey King or not, we're getting the Monkey King. Yeah, you I would literally they... I would literally bet one of my organs we're getting we're, yeah. we're getting the Monkey King. <laughs> that's yeah. how confident I am. And the last one is Festus. I mean, eventually we're gonna have to wait for like more uh, characters for Nurgle. What? Fe what? Okay, why why Festus specifically? 
No, it was from this post. We we did mention. Oh, uh, oh, from the. Okay, okay. Sorry, I didn't yeah. realize you were reading the. I thought you were just like naming your thoughts, and I was like, No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Why? Like of all the warriors of chaos, you go with Festus. <laughs> no, no. This is from the post because obviously Andy mentioned Festus uh, for something. What did Gash? So uh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah. At the same time that he mentioned the Gash, I think. Yeah. Oh, it, we were we were talking about him. I I, I brought yeah. up Festus a couple times. Um, yeah. As an example of some of my favorite storytelling. Would Nagash be a vampire or Tomb King? Nagash would probably be his own unique thing. Yeah, like uh, he'll legions just, he'll of just all, Yeah, he'll probably just be like undead. <laughs> undead legions. I think was his now, end times faction. Uh, yeah, but and we could see him done really well because obviously if they use like some stuff from like say for example uh, Total War Saga Troy, which once again a little reminder you should be you should try out the game at one point. So get out. Get out. Um, <laughs> there is a really cool mechanic where uh, when you get one of the mythical beasts in your faction it then adds new buildings into your construction tree oh, yeah. that'd be cool so imagine like you start off as the gash with a very limited roster you then take over a tomb king and then you get tomb king units and then you yeah, take over that would be that'd be hot like you play mm. the gash and you have to like break all the undead to your will i would be exactly. so down yeah, um, yeah, that would that would be super great, and mm. uh, of course Nagash would probably be one of the most OP characters in the game once you got him up and running. Yeah, um, dude's got so many damn magic items. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, we are we're out of time. We are mm. pretty much past time. However, before we go, I have a very exciting announcement. Um, very exciting announcement for Lore Beards and our teacher uh, Nathan. I sent it to you so you can show it on your screen. We have. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. It's in Discord. Wait. Well. It look look in our Discord chat. You might have to okay. like blot your screen for a second or whatever. Yeah. Oh, uh, give me. A I'm second. gonna pull it up on my screen. Oh God. <laughs> we have official Lorebeard's artwork. There we go. It's beautiful. I think people can see it. I will be posting this uh, an image of it. Uh, this will be our thumbnails for now on. Um, mm -hmm. and there's also a version for, uh, my brain just short circuited, uh, the podcast version, there's a square version. Um, mm -hmm. and I will be working with this artist quite a bit in the future, but, um, uh, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. You can tell which of us is which it's great. I lost my arm. Don't ask. Um, we've got the Chloe Don. We got Nathan's cats have fused into a saber tusk. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of funny Easter eggs. You can see like a chaos dwarf hat. There's minis in the background. There's a Skaven lurking in the bottom left. Um, it's it's absolutely delightful. It's delightful. Yeah. Um, and you may think to yourself, wow, are you going to do anything with this? To which I say, yes, we will. Like a shirt or something. I have to figure out the details, but we will do something with it. Yeah. Because, you know. I don't think me. Do you do merch? I haven't done merch yet. Do you do merch yet? I have not done merch. I've always uh, like I, I had a design for a dice, uh, but like because of the me COVID and Nathan are going to start figuring out how to do merch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start figuring that out. Um, but in any event, uh, we just wanted to show that um, it, it's very exciting. So you're going to be seeing this around, and um, uh, I'll post it on Twitter soon. With just some cute little notes and of course the art accrediting the artist who is a wonderful lad and uh that's gonna be it yeah so thank you all so much for joining us today that that will be all for lord beards we are past our time um so uh nathan you got any big things coming up this week you want people to know about 
this week, well, obviously we have uh, <clears throat> Ogre Kingdoms, the review and so on dropping tomorrow. Uh, I'm not sure if the review will drop tomorrow, though, because I am very behind schedule. Yeah, I hear uh, that. <laughs> My review is going to be super basic is what it's going to be. <laughs> Uh, I am about, I uh, think about an hour into mine. I'm almost done. It's just like there's so much uh, stuff to do. Uh, and I have finally a checkup with my doctor to see if I do need the surgery or not because I'm feeling much better. Look, I can, God, with this thing, you, you can't see my arm, but I can lift my arm. And that means I, I, I'm not in too much pain. Like it's, it's, it looks like physiotherapy is working for me. So I might not need to get cracked open and have my arm broken and reset. <laughs> That would probably be the preferred method, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not doing that, yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds awful. Uh, great. Um, what about you? And uh, much like Nathan, uh, I will be, of course, streaming the hell of the Ogre Kingdom starting tomorrow. Uh, probably the faction I'm the most excited for, to be honest. Um, um, review. I will have a review out tomorrow, uh, at some point tomorrow. It's going to be very simple. It's literally going to be me staring at a camera and talking uh, because I don't have the time or want to pay someone to do all the editing <laughs> so it's just gonna be me talking about my thoughts um so look forward to that and uh we thank you all so much for joining us in case you missed Ooh, it something. what sorry because i have to do the promo for this uh i am taking part in another sponsored stream with creative assembly uh myself monsters abound nerd rage fred okoy uh cody bonds and Colonel Danders tomorrow on the official Twitch. So I will not be playing Ogres tomorrow. I will have Ogre videos. What, what time? Ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> Damn it, man! If you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna do self advertisement, you gotta know the time. <laughs> give me a sec. Give me a sec. I'm gonna go on the on the thing. We're over time. <laughs> uh, five, 5 p.m. UK time. 5 p.m. UK time. So that will be uh, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, to give some references uh, on the Total War official channel. Please be sure to check that out uh, wherever you may be. Um, it should be insane. Good luck. I, I wish your internet's the best of luck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, that's going to be our time for today. Uh, thank you all again so much for joining us. Uh, if you missed it, we did do a fantastic Lord Beers podcast with Andy Hall on Friday. Uh, you can find it on our YouTube channels, and you can also find it on your favorite uh, podcast streaming website, whether that's uh, iTunes uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or what have you. Uh, Lord Beards is on those websites, so uh, be sure to please check us out and like us or whatever the hell they do on those things. Um, we would appreciate the support. But thank you all so much for watching. We'll see you guys next Sunday. And um... Oh, no, no, you've got the tournament. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll make an announcement. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, see you guys next time. Thanks so much for watching. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.